Good evening, everybody. I pray y'all are doing well on this Thursday evening. I can speak for myself. I am blessed in the Lord. God is constantly taking care of me, providing and supplying all my needs, renewing my mind, healing my body. And so I just bless the Lord for that tonight. Uh, we are wrapping up our discipleship study. Now, as I said in email, um, and as we've discussed during these last few weeks, discipleship is a continuous and a constant journey. This is something that we're going to be doing all the way up until the Son of Man returns. Okay, um, so we're we're as we come together each week, this is discipleship, right? We're just giving a summation or a summary, a breakdown of what discipleship is. But truth be told, as life goes on and as we do life together, discipleship grows, it increases, it changes, it evolves. Um, so this will be our last week in our breakdown of discipleship, unless... Holy Spirit leads us to come back to this for one reason or another. And if that's the case, we will humbly oblige. I'm going to go ahead and continue with the flow of things as we usually do. I'm going to go into our recap. We'll talk about our scriptures for the week. Then we'll go into our study terms um, and our notes. And then, of course, I'll open the floor up for whatever revelation Holy Spirit has given during your time of study or as I am speaking, please, please, please take an opportunity to jot notes down. Do not allow the enemy to rob you of what it is that he wants you to say. Um, because I do ask that everybody hold their questions, hold their responses until I am finished presenting just so that I am able to be present and active as everybody else is listening. Because what I'm sharing, um, is for what you, for you guys and what Holy Spirit is sharing and laid on my heart to share. But the things that you guys reciprocate back to me, I want to be present and accounted for in order to receive that so that I can be fed and nourished as well. Amen. All right. So last week we spent some time unpacking the main ingredient needed for discipleship, right? Um, discipleship we determine is a ministry of love that requires us to walk in and share the agape love of God. All right. Um, we know that agape love is the highest form of love that presents God's nature. Love is based. Um, this love is not based on individual works. This love does not waver. It's a love that, is, that does not exalt itself. It's not proud or puffed up. It's not circumstantial and it's not obligatory. OK, um, love is an action word. This means we have to love by action or in other words, to love by action is to choose to love. We have to make the choice to love as God loves, not choosing to stop loving someone because of what they're dealing with, what they're going through, how they're operating that particular day. But to choose to love them past their circumstances. God, motivated by love, moves unconditionally to save his people from sin. All right. As Christian disciples, we have to keep in the forefront of our minds that we must give what has already been given to us. You do not have an opportunity. You do not have an opportunity to forfeit giving what God has already gave to you. Now, there are three things that we must be in. We must be in Christ. We must be in scripture and we must be in prayer. In order for us to continue this ministry of love, we must remain in these three things. 
As Christian disciples, we are commissioned to teach, instruct, and to root and ground others in Christ. To walk this walk, we must crucify ourselves daily, always remaining teachable. We are demonstrating to humanity what God has already done for us. All right. Our focus scripture for this week is Exodus chapter 17 verses 10 through 12. And it reads, so Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek and Moses Aaron and her went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses's hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. And Aaron and her supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. All right, next we have, now I read that in New King James. Um, next we have Proverbs 27 verse 17. And this is in the easy to read version of scripture. As one piece of iron sharpens another, so friends keep each other sharp. All right, after that, we've got Romans chapter one, verse 12. Now I've got this one in both easy to read as well as New King James, because as I was studying this out, it truly did speak to my heart in both translations. So I wanted to have this here so that we could um, go through both of these. So in easy to read, it says, and again, this is Romans chapter one, verse 12. I mean that I want us to help each other with the faith that we have. Your faith will help me and my faith will help you. Now, this same scripture in New King James says that is that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. All right. Next, we have James chapter five, verse 16. This is in the New King James. Um, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And lastly, for our weekly scripture, we have Hebrews chapter three, verse 12 through 13. And this is also an easy to read. So brothers and sisters, be careful that none of you has evil thoughts that cause so much doubt that you stop following the living God, but encourage each other every day while you still have something called today. Help each other so that none of you will be fooled by sin and become too hard to change. Amen. All right, so we had three study terms for the week, community, fellowship, and relationships. So let's, let's take a look at the definitions of these. Community, according to Webster's, is a unified body of individuals. It is the people with common interests living in a particular area, a group linked by a common policy. According to Oxford, community is defined as a feeling of fellowship with others, as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. Now we move on to fellowship, okay? According to the Strong's Bible Dictionary, fellowship is defined as benefaction, sharing, an associate, or a partner. Something in common or to co-participate. According to Vine's Concise Dictionary, fellowship is communion, Sharing in common, communication, 
partnership, according to Webster's fellowship, is a company of individuals, equals, or friends. Um, according to Oxford, fellowship is a group of people meeting to pursue a shared interest or aim. And lastly, we have the term relationship. Relationship, according to Webster's, is defined as the relation connecting or binding participants in a relationship, um, affiliation, alliance, or collaboration. And according to Oxford, relationship is defined as the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected or the state of being connected. All right. So the question that I want to ask is, who's supporting you during battle? As Christian disciples, the battles we face are not always physical, okay? They come in many forms. It could be physical, it could be spiritual, it could be mental, it could be emotional. Now, I chose Exodus chapter 17 because the children of Israel were in battle, okay, against the Amalekites. And we see that Moses was struggling, and what happened was as Joshua stayed to, to, to defeat Amalek, Aaron and her took on the responsibility of being Moses' support team, okay? Moses needed help from his support team, all right? Discipleship should be modeled as doing life together. Now, had Moses at that time been a lone ranger, the, the children of Israel would have been defeated, all right. Discipleship is meant for the teaching, learning, mentoring, sharing, and applying the word of God. We grow from our interactions with one another. And truthfully, life allows situations and circumstances to uh, award us an opportunity to apply what we've been learning. Having a support counselor to hold oneself accountable is essential to early disciples as well as maturing disciples. We must not depart from the assembly. As Christian disciples, we, we are to build relationship with other, other disciples to cultivate opportunities to pray for one another, support one another, build up, encourage, to bring correction and love, and to serve each other as God intended. Solitude, especially during the early phases of discipleship, is a battle waiting to happen. The thought of being a lone ranger aside from being Holy Spirit led into a wilderness season should be a firm confirmation that the enemy is on attack. As we build and grow in community, we mature in our faith. Now, sometimes we unknowingly and in some instances knowingly will mold God's word uh, to how we choose to apply it. We'll take some here and take some there, but then we'll refuse to apply the word in areas where conviction and repentance are needing, are needed, excuse me. But building community, right, among Bible-believing, Bible-teaching disciples, what it does is it builds a covenant. And that covenant is required for us to be under proper jurisdiction to bring forth conviction in a way that can... Uh, both show love, but also be received by the recipient. 
I don't know if any of you have experienced this, but sometimes when we offer a word of correction, if we're if we don't deliver it with love or if we're not in covenant, we run the risk of further damaging a lost soul. Constant and consistent uh, Christian fellowship in many instances is the only means that some will have that will yield practical application of God's word. There is a real place and I have experienced this place firsthand. There is a real place that many new believers step into right after choosing to live on the right side of life, right? They tend to not want to ever mess up again. Okay. And sometimes, matter of fact, oftentimes this is an attack of the enemy causing many believers to believe that you will be cast out of the kingdom. Should you ever have to repent again, or if you ever have to ask Holy Spirit to live in you again or to fill you again, but that is a lie from the one who lies the best. Amen. Discipleship relationships allow new believers, teenage believers, and even seasoned believers alike to daily edify one another that it may become a part of everyday normalcy. Because when you live out here in the world, that's not normal living. To be edified by somebody who want to see you do good. To be supported by somebody who served the same God that you serve. It's not that it does not happen. But oftentimes we run in this rat race against each other. But when we come into a covenant with those who are in covenant with the same God, we are all towards the same mission. If we are of one body, all right? When a new believer has accepted their new life, they too must learn their place in the body. Although we all may have different functions, we were created to assist each other in walking out this faith journey towards our eternal home. Now I want you to think back to when you first gave your life to Christ. What were you in need of? What did you wish you had? It's time now to be that in the life of somebody else. Oftentimes when you've just come out of the world, you feel like you've been born again. It feel like you straight out of the womb, a wet baby into unfamiliar territory. Trying your best to discipline your flesh truly without an understanding of how to do that, let alone where to begin. Sometimes this task can be assisting others with prayer, scripture study, teaching what it means to meditate on God's word, explaining to a new believer how to distinguish God's voice, aiding them in worship, etc. It could go really on and on and on. Now, it's, I'm not telling you that it's our job to do all of these things, right? Because we don't take the place of God. We cannot take the place of God. But what happened is the disciples, as they were walking with Christ Jesus, Jesus, they were learning from what he did. They were watching what he did. And that in turn helped them transform their lives. So it is our job to assist and to serve one another. Now we're going to move on to our meditation question for the week. I gave two questions this week. Um, First question, how has community, fellowship, and relationship assisted you on your discipleship journey? Now, I'm, of course, I'm responding for myself, you guys, because I want everybody to know that 
and I, I'm sure that I have said this before, God is teaching me just like he's teaching you guys. It's not that I'm teaching you something. This particular thing here, I'm not teaching you something that God has already taught me. I'm teaching you something that God is currently teaching me. Um, now, true, there are some things that we'll, we, we have already discussed and that we will continue to discuss that God may have already shown me or shown you or whatever the case may be. But I just want to let you guys know that these, these meditation questions, when I answer these, I'm answering these truthfully right from where I am and from what God is teaching me in my current state of being. I've had some really dark days where I can look back at mental attacks that were sent to derail my spiritual growth times where I felt lowly in spirit. And because I had the opportunity to reach out to community for prayer and encouragement that really did help me renew my mind and focus on the truths of God over my life. Now, when I say that, I want you to understand that I'm not telling you this takes away your own authority to call things that are not as though they were, or to be able to encourage yourself, right? But we're talking about new believers, right? And as and if I think back to when I was a new believer, as a new believer, when you haven't quite gotten your footing yet, it's beneficial to have one or two people who you can depend on to love on you and to prevent you from settling on that mind of, 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 of backsliding, okay? I also remember wondering, like, where the rest of the people at, right? Because when I gave my life to Christ, I was at home in my bathroom. I was not in a church building. So I didn't see any physical uh, community of people. I consider uh, many that will encounter us. They won't be visiting our local church. We will encounter them in the grocery store. We'll encounter them on the corner. We'll encounter them when they are literally just stepping back from the brink. Question number two, in what ways are you building community in the kingdom? Now, when I know that Holy Spirit has assigned me to someone new and I say assigned me, right? Because not everybody is your assignment. We've got to understand that God has strategically uh, positioned us to, to reach specific individuals. Okay. And if we're all in the community and say, for instance, there's 10 of us, I may not be assigned to all 10. I'm all 10 may be able to receive from me, but I may not be assigned to all 10. So that's what I'm referencing here. When I know that Holy Spirit has assigned me to someone new to build community with, I am sure to check in with them several times a week. I do not leave a new believer that God has assigned me to, that's drawn me to, to assist and to serve. I do not leave them for weeks on end without checking in, without finding out how they're doing emotionally, mentally, physically, you know, checking in on their well-being um oftentimes i'll incorporate them in whatever spiritual building i already have going on whether it's uh, bible plans whether i'm reading a book you know i may share the information that I've, I've learned or found that day if i come across a new worship song whatever the case may be i will incorporate them in what i'm already doing i'm also sure to ask them um where where are they so that I'm not speaking over their heads. You know, you got to be sure that 
They understand what you're saying. You know, some of the verbiage and some of the things that we will uh, teach them, it, it, it may be completely foreign. So you got to sometimes take a step back because, right, we're talking about spiritual babies. And many of us, some of us, not all of us, maybe all of us, it just depends. We may not be in that baby form anymore. We may have already moved past that, but we're dealing with a baby. So you've got to go back and you've got to feed the baby milk. You can't go and try to feed the baby a full course meal and the baby still need formula, right? So I try to make sure that I have a good grasp on what I'm dealing with, what mind state, where they are in Christ. Because truth be told, sometimes the people that we encounter, they may have already tried walking this walk with God and did backslide. They may not be completely new, but they may be starting all over again. So it's just, in my opinion, important to know where they are so that you can assist them where they are. It's always my goal to make my community of people feel heard, validated, and to be built up in spiritual truth. New believers need relationship with other Christian disciples. This is not a want, this is a need. Helping them to build a firm foundation in God, working out their salvation the reminder is that they have been totally forgiven because that's a place that the enemy likes to, he, he likes to stay there. He likes to tell you, oh, no, nah, he told you he forgive you, but he don't really forgive you. You remember what you did. You remember how low you was. You remember how you lied. You remember how you stole. You remember them drugs you was using. The enemy's main tactic oftentimes with new believers is to make them believe that God did not truly forgive them when they accepted their new life in Christ, when they, when they, surrendered and they and they said the sinner's prayer for many people or they accepted their salvation the enemy would try to make them believe that you are not totally forgiven right so they need that they need the reassurances and the reminders that you are totally forgiven and that you are acceptable you are accepted and that is a vital place to their spiritual maturation community is vital relationship is vital fellowship is vital if you believe that you can get all the things that god has for you by yourself you have sadly been deceived and i'm speaking from personal experience because when i when i gave my life to christ in the bathroom i was by myself a lot of what god has taught me i've been by myself a lot of what he still teach me, I've been by myself. And I often ask God, well, God, why do I need? You sure I got to go on out here and be with these people? I do. Why? 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 Because we're talking about discipleship, right? We're talking about community. I need to be a part of a community because I'm no longer a baby in Christ. I've got information that God has revealed and shared with me that I now need to share with other Christians, other babies in Christ, other teenage believers, other seasoned believers, right? And so... This is our mission to let them know that you do not have to do life alone. You've not been called to do this life alone because the enemy likes to get you alone. The enemy wants you to be off to yourself thinking that you got it all together. But that's not God. All right. So I'm going to take an opportunity to open up the floor. Please release whatever it is that God is revealing to you because I need it. 
I tell you that every week. I need to know what it is that he's sharing with you because what he shared with me will, will sometimes, oftentimes, be different. It may be a different outlook. It may be a different perspective. It might be different wording, right? So please, as I open this floor up, open your mouth and release forth whatever it is Holy Spirit has laid into your heart, right? Because we understand he's the spirit of truth and he, he, he brings us into all truth, right? And so in this discipleship hub, we are speaking the truth of God. We are bringing forth the truth of God. We are learning the truth of God in, in an unadulterated format, all right? So I'm going to open this up now. And I thank you right now in advance for everybody who is getting ready to share. Amen.